Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever you are, welcome to Two Men with a Mic. Dude? Hey. Hey. What's up, man? What's up? How's it going, sir? Going great. Having a wonderful afternoon. That's good. What'd you do today? Uh, Recycled. Went to the grocery store. And now my daughter has a plot out there to get me in the backyard and pull weeds. Uh, What's the plot? How's she going to get you out there? She's going to come tell me it's time to go pull weeds. (laughs) (laughs) And so ended the podcast. (laughs) Is that Amber? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's just, she's letting it cool down a little bit. uh, Okay. Yeah. I'm waiting for it to cool down a little bit and then I'm going to go hose off my son's wagon in case we go on a wagon ride tomorrow. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. How was your uh, night with him? Um, The night was great. He didn't last very long. He hadn't had a nap that day. So he, he was only goofing around for like 45 minutes and then he sacked out, which was nice. And he had a good time. And then uh, today he had a great time. We, we took him back to, this um, wilderness recreational area with a, a fishing lake and a, a swimming area and water slides. And there's kind of. Oh, like how did he do on the water slide? Did he do it? No, he wasn't tall enough. Oh. And I went on both of them. I went and tested him out. To see if <laughs> you're, such, you're such a good dad. Go test yeah, I did that first. for him. I, you know, yes. everything I do is for my son. Wasn't yes. that, that I'm a, um, like, Roller coaster or water slide fanatic <laughs> junkie. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes. Both of them were really fun, but they, I, I, I thought they were two. One, one is enclosed, so you're all the way, you're in the dark all the way through it, and then the other one is um, in the open. Um, and everyone, I asked the guy, the lifeguard working there, and he said the one in the dark feels much faster because you're all disoriented in the dark. Oh, huh. Um, and he said, but the one where it's actually in the open, where you can see all the trees and beauty around you, um, is actually faster. So, huh. so I went on both of them, and and, and um, they were fun. Except I will say that the you know with those water slides, they've got to keep them buffered or polished or like I I don't know what exactly because um, you know the seams in the tubes like right the, okay. Right. They were totally scratching my back. Like when oh. I when I they didn't give you like a little mat to lay on. No, there there were no mats, and so I was just going down on my back, and uh, and yeah, it was a bit uncomfortable. His yeah. mom and and his aunt got him out on a paddle boat, and um, he loved that. So yeah, I saw those pictures. Oh, okay, yeah. So the water slides were both fun, but I got off and I was like, I think that that's too fast, and there's too much of an impact at the ending. When you hit the water, like he, it's just going to wipe him out. And then I looked over and they had a sign and you had to be 48 inches tall. So actually he's not, he's like not tall enough anyway. So they, they right. let him on, but he, it's amazing. I'm so grateful. Um, his swimming, you know, I'm, my goal is to teach him to swim this summer and slowly, but surely it's coming out of him just by being around the water, seeing other kids swimming and um, the swimming area was really neat. It isn't lake water. It's actually separate from 
the fishing lake and um and he had a blast but also he just started naturally doing things that a swim instructor would teach you to do like if right yeah like he started putting his face in the water he started putting his ears in the water he started blowing bubbles in the water he started kicking his legs um he started like trying to like swim you know do swimming so did you go like go out with him and like put your hand under his belly and stuff yeah i did i couldn't get him to lay flat and and have me hold him that way um but he came you know damn close to it and that was pretty much just him that that coming naturally out of him because i've been taking him to swimming pools and stuff for the last several weeks and uh so it's coming out and i was really i was just overjoyed and then the most important thing is that he just had a blast like he yeah. he loved it there he just that probably wore him out too oh he crashed dude <laughs> <laughs> i told everyone i'd take him to lunch afterwards and um like the minute my son was in the car seat he dude he was so active he was running everywhere and splashing everywhere and and um and then the minute he hit the car seat he just conked out like it was like a half a second he was like (laughs) and i was like oh i guess i'll have to take you guys to lunch another time and um but they were like no we want to go to lunch we'll just get a booth and he can sleep in the booth (laughs) so they we did we went out to a good mexican food restaurant and um and then he just slept on the on the in the booth yeah but he boy he earned that rest yeah he was just he was all over the place (laughs) <laughs> yeah well, i was that's happy awesome. to see him happy yeah and, and really happy to see the swimming beginning to come out of him you know yeah he loves the water so he does he really does and i'll feel a lot better when he can swim on his own too in addition to the fun of swimming and it's like my favorite thing to do um just for safety i want him to know how to swim you know yeah especially since he's so attracted to it yeah definitely yeah it was it was that part was a good day we got a package here from julia try not to cut myself let's see what it is Luckily, I didn't cut anything. I'm still unwrapping the box. What was it for, dude? It's for the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's see here. All right. Let's see here. We got a T-shirt. Cool. That says two men with a mic.com on the front and then our logo on the back. That came out cool. Excellent. It's, it's the logo. Well, it's on a yellow shirt. And it's got our faces. You know, it's that two men with a mic and then the adventures of Mike and Mitch. <laughs> but it's a yellow shirt. Nice. So the, so the Volkswagen's yellow. Oh, no way. A coffee mug. Cool. Cool. Does that also say two men? Yes, it does. Totally. 
That's awesome, dude. Very cool. That was really sweet of her. Yeah. We'll have to put these up for uh like sale on the website. They can go towards the taco fund. Yeah, absolutely. You should um take photos and post them. Yeah. And then here's a okay, this is another one. So that's very cool. Yeah, and another one. Oh, is this uh well oh, this is for Amber, I think. What is it? It's a girl's shirt. Ah. Oh, but is this all, does it also? It's the, yeah, it's the same mic? though. They're they're the yellow, uh, the yellow two men with a mic. Excellent. That's very cool. Oh yeah, we got to get into merchandising. Dude. Yep. It's it's our merch. <laughs> we got to do that. A lot of these, um, well, almost almost all of the spiritual teachers I follow with channels on YouTube and stuff, uh -huh. they all have merchandise too. It's like... <laughs> the gurus is... selling t-shirts. Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, not, not, not like the more serious gurus, but um, some, of, some of these people wouldn't say that they're a guru or a monk per se, but they are practitioners of, you know, right. meditation and yoga and all that. Oh, that's so cool. We got, we got uh, merchandise to, to put up in a coffee mug to uh drink from excellent dude let's we'll sell that stuff and become fabulously wealthy and then share it with the world yeah we can buy everybody del taco excellent <laughs> most excellent my dude friend <laughs> we're gonna buy everybody in the world del taco dude yeah del That's taco for all yeah well, thank You're you, Julia. Extra cheese. Yep. Thank you, Julia, for all these things. What are you doing? I hear you eating something. I was just snacking on some of Amber's uh, um, spaghetti sauce. Dude, what's in that sauce? Everything that you could possibly imagine. <laughs> I think you've told me before. She makes a killer sauce, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of goodies. I thought you were going to say it was jalapenos, D. Oh, I wish. I wish. But... <laughs> Them darn jalapenos. Jalapeno poppers. Oh, those are the best. I like the. We like to make the uh, bacon-wrapped jalapenos. Where we get the big jalapenos and then cut them in half. And then we take out the seeds because I'm the only one. Well, Amber and I are the only ones that can eat it. But then we take out the seeds and fill them with cream cheese. And then wrap them with like bacon and then put them on the grill. Dude, sounds tasty. Yeah. Well, you, I know you don't like the bacon part, but. Yeah, I'm a vegetarian, but I, I used to eat meat. And so I used to love bacon. I still <laughs> have I still have cravings for meat, but I just, I ain't eating nothing with the face, man. <laughs> <laughs> so if we carved a face on an apple, you won't eat the apple? No way, and I don't eat jack-o'-lanterns either. <laughs> <laughs> Just the seeds, maybe the pumpkin seeds. Those oh, I know. I love to toast those. Those are pretty yummy, actually. Yeah. There used to be a kind, I don't think they make them anymore, and it may have been just a San Diego phenomenon from when I lived in San Diego. Um, but there was the, they were like jalapeno potato chips. They were called gator chips. Uh, I think those are still around. Are they? Those things were freaking delicious, dude. Yeah. I used to play frisbee golf 
and then eat jalapeno or eat the, eat the jalapeno gator chips um, <laughs> like before and after <laughs> before and after the beer or the before and after playing golf uh before and at, well beer what beer and playing golf were sort of like interwoven <laughs> as it should be frisbee golf was the party scene dude everybody was stoned yeah. out there everybody was drunk out there um every kind of drug imaginable had been consumed by all of the participants it's kind of the reason that you you'd go i mean it, it was like a nice walk in the park in a pretty location and a perfect place to get fucked up <laughs> <laughs> and then the more confused that you got um the better your frisbee throwing was well you you had the through line of you are playing a game like like you we we just always all thought it was funny that you're following this piece of plastic through a park but it gave you a through line though like well i i am I am following this plastic and I know the plastic has to go over there. And you know, <laughs> sometimes that's all you could concentrate on after like the debauchery. <laughs> <laughs> I had one time when I was out there when I, they just left me by the clubhouse or whatever it's called where you could, you know, rent discs. Like I, I marched out there to do the first throw and just collapsed. And so they sort of rolled me over by the side of like the, the, the pro shop, I guess it is. And I just laid there while they played around. <laughs> They're all, we'll be back for him later. Yeah. But the thing is, because everybody's in some approximation of that condition on the Frisbee golf course, like nobody was mean to me. They were just like, oh yeah, I've been there. <laughs> and other people were like i'm about to be there you know <laughs> there's a part on that disc golf i take i take you and your son chad out there yeah and there's yeah. a part on the golf course where like you know it you you come around after playing several holes and then you pass the um the pro shop again and i, I do remember my party of frisbee golf pals like when when they came um, past the clubhouse again, they were like, "You doing okay?" And I, I remember like giving <laughs> like a thumbs up. Still breathing. <laughs> Those were the days, dude. That was my yeah. first marriage, and then my friend would come and pick me up and take me out there. And the first thing he'd do, like in the car, was hand me a beer. And then I usually, well, you know, she didn't want me drinking. I ain't been drinking, Ma. <laughs> oh, Ma, I ain't been drinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I ain't been drinking. I'm done drunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but so that was my way to get out and get drunk, though, because she'd be like, you know, the wife. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, now you and I are on the wagon, man. We've been yeah, the damn days are long gone. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed today because um, it it was supposed to be a softball day for for oh, Amber right. and I. Yeah, but, yeah that that that's been fun, but kind of bummer because um, there's no game today. So. Oh yeah, what, how come? It's a holiday weekend thing. Uh, 
stupid holiday. Did you see a bunch of holiday traffic? No, no, it wasn't. It actually, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad, actually. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, 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 you know, maybe I got out before it, or, or maybe people aren't traveling because gas. I did notice the gas prices are actually. I just now put two and two together. I'm like, wow, those gas prices seem to have dropped. And then I just now realized, oh, because it's Friday and it's a four-day or three-day weekend. Did they go down? I just read that yeah. the California average is over six dollars a gallon. No, it was like five eighty-five. What I saw. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, I but, saw the, I saw the news headline in it, and that's what I've been seeing around here is at least six bucks a gallon. I, and that, that was going to be my guess too. If there was no holiday traffic, that maybe people aren't driving. It's crazy, dude. It, it cost me like $60, $70 to gas up my car. Well, did you get your car fixed? Oh, no, not yet. Um, <laughs> so it didn't cost you nothing. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't cost me anything parked in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm marooned. I can't, I can't, you know, do anything. I don't do that much anyway. It's mostly just taking my son to wilderness areas and temples and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's definitely getting me I, I actually woke up today and like it's also promised that as a part of the vile plan that the stock market's going to crash and then we've got inflation and then these horrendous gas prices and i was thinking they're they're gradually bankrupting everybody in america yeah well that i think they're just trying to make their money back from covid you know from when they shut everything down and no one bought gas and gas was like whatever, two bucks a gallon there for a little while because no one was buying gas or anything. And I, and I, I knew when that happened, I was like, they're going to get their money back. They're going to, they're going to make up for it. And that's what they're doing. They, they just, any excuse, you know, somebody sneezes wrong or a pipe starts leaking and they got to shut it down or, you know, whatever, they find a way to jack up the prices. That, yeah, that could be a factor in it. But Biden, as I've mentioned to you before, um, closed over a thousand pipelines so far. So it, it, yeah. it's a plot. They, I mean, and they actually, yeah. And they're, they're sort of talking about it now. Um, they're calling it the, the liberal world order instead of the new world order, which is what it really is. And um, Biden, like I, 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 I've, uh, some clips have resurfaced. Like I, I wasn't even paying attention, but in in the debates with Trump, he said he was going to do this. Um, he didn't map out exactly how it would be done, but he said that he was going to get us all away from fossil fuels and and we would have new sources of energy. And of course, they've been trying to get us to stop driving our cars. Period for um, for a long time now. Yeah, no, he's been saying he has a whole like um what is it clean energy or green energy or whatever initiative that's supposed to generate jobs and supposed to um you know make us less rel reliant on fossil fuels and uh everything else but uh, you know either way whatever the only people benefiting out of this is you know the big oil companies yeah. they're the only ones they're you know they sure as hell ain't uh hurting that's for sure. Because, no, because if they haven't, if they haven't, you know, if all those pipelines are shut down and they haven't increased production, 
So they're just charging more and working the same. Yeah, yeah. they are. So, you know, it's just like, must be nice. <laughs> you know? but, you know, I think, I mean, this is supposed to, this is the plan and, and, but we're in the downward spiral stock market. There's they're predicting the stock market will crash. We're already like total inflation and then massive gas prices. And, um, so everybody's going to be broke, like middle-class and down and, uh, and then the wealthy will still be wealthy. Yeah. So, it seems like that's almost like the circle of life, huh? Well, it's just, it's just like we, they did the same thing. I, I don't remember when now, but uh, it was like in ni the early 90s, we had the same thing happen. And, you know, 08, we had the same thing happen. And, you know, in and, my opinion, it's all orchestrated. I mean, well, yeah, I, I think there's people out there definitely with, you know, like these oil companies or whatever. Right. That that, you know, they want to control it because that's how they make, you know, they basically, it's like the oil companies, like they're going to rake us over the coals and they're going to get as much as they, they're going to squeeze every single drop of whatever out of dollar out of us. And then once there's nothing left, then miraculously the, the prices will, you know, drop to some low insane rate again. Well, I hope they drop. I hope not when we're in that condition, though. But um, oh. the other problem is, like, um, Biden talks about, like, yeah, I'm going to shift everybody away from fossil fuels to new clean energy. But there is no plan. Like, where, what energy? There, you know, there, there's, there is no plan at all, apparently, from what I've heard from, like, political analysts and stuff like that. Um, so really it's just gonna screw us all well as long as i got my softball game i'll be all right <laughs> <laughs> but it, why so what was it not it didn't happen because of the holiday weekend or something yeah 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 but it's just been fun to to you know hang out with her and and you know play the games and and stuff like that so that's been fun yeah your photos look look great really happy yeah. outside of that first photo of the massive wound you sustained <laughs> yeah well it was about getting my coordination back and learning to run again and although i don't really run i would say i i um i i, I have a very fast jog with jalapenos and yeah maybe if we put like a, a you know, chips and salsa on a base, I'd move faster. Yeah, <laughs> Don't hurt the chips and salsa. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of the new Beavis and Butthead movie that's out. Well, since you brought it up, Mike, let's do the movie review. Sounds good. All right. Since we were talking about nachos and base running and <laughs> everything else we'll just jump right on into our movie review Gritty. yep so our movie review for this week is beavis and butthead do the universe <laughs> <laughs> and just the title of that is hysterical yeah yeah it's you know beavis and butthead are a definite throwback to our time absolutely you know uh they uh 
it's about two kids that according to my wife jen uh are you and i <laughs> in high school that never seem to grow up yeah i'm actually a little nervous doing this review because i know that your daughter amber of course from a different generation um uh, really disliked it but then she she said why she disliked it and it's like but that's what it is like yeah well it, yeah she's a she's a different person um it would have been interesting to like call all the kids and pull them on it but i don't think if i was to ask my uh, my kids i don't think any of them would have watched it why so, is that do you think um they probably just don't know who beavis and butthead are Mm -hmm. but, uh, but sitting down to watch them i wonder why it didn't resonate with them at all because i mean according to amber what what did what did, what did she say she said they were stupid rude and what was the other thing not funny i i don't think she said that she was like they're stupid um they're rude and they're inappropriate Oh, inappropriate. That's what it was. Yeah. And then I was like, well, yeah. Like, that's what's funny. Yeah, it's but... definitely, it is definitely not a movie for anyone under 18, I would say. Yeah, I guess so. Or I don't know, like, um, well, like, well, I don't even know if there are ratings anymore, or if they're the same ratings, but like PG-13, probably. At least, yeah. I mean, there's I, a lot I, of I sexual references to be like teenagers around that age, and I, I mean, to be honest, at least in our generation, and, and I'm seeing, you know, there is a difference between our generation and and then the two generations that have followed. But I mean, when you were 13, you knew about people who were like Beavis and Butthead, or you were acting like. <laughs> yeah, all you had to do was look in the mirror. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly. But forgive me, Amber. I love you. I um. But I, yeah. We're gonna march on with this review. So <laughs> you say potato. I say potato. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so no. what did you think of it, sir? Well, um, it was probably you know I don't know forty five minutes too long, but I will say that you know probably the first thirty minutes I was in stitches. I, I was I was busting up the first 30 minutes. Um, Jen was sitting next to me. I, I got everybody to watch it. And, um, you know, pretty much from everybody that was there, you know, it was negative feedback about the show and how stupid. But even Jen, on a couple of things, I saw Jen laugh. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... Because I, she was all like, that's so you and Mike, you know, I, I think that's why she was laughing. But, um, you know, probably the first 30 minutes was probably the best of the whole movie. They could have probably made it like a 45 minute movie mm -hmm. and it would have been good. It started to trying to da drag for me. I mean, it just got, you know, redundant. But uh, when, when was the turning point? When were you kind of like, oh, this is getting old? Um, let's see, probably, um, I don't know, maybe when they got 
kicked out of the space after the space after they were in space when they come back to Earth. <laughs> but um, you know, and maybe it was just because I hadn't seen Beavis and Butthead in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. So we are Beavis and Butthead, though. You realize that. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> but so your wife and your two daughters, they didn't like it. And the mother-in-law. And the mother none of them liked it. No. Did they give any reasons for it? We got Amber's reasons. But... Um they just thought it was stupid. But it's supposed to be stupid. It's yeah, stupid. yeah. But I, I just think their their overall crudeness, you know. Yeah. I, you know what's ironically funny about it is, you have these two kids. You know, it's just about two high school kids who are basically the only thing they're focused on is having sex, which is what most thirteen to eighteen year old boys are focused on, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And and so everything that anybody says, they take in that manner. But for the adults, you know, the adults are just talking about whatever. So they're just focusing on anything that that is relevant to basically sex. Right. So it's funny to watch from the standpoint of the adults talking and then these two juveniles um, taking everything in only one context no matter what you what what you were talking about right right so i mean that it, that that was funny and and stuff for a while but it was entertaining you know yeah it, it's not the best movie but it was good for a laugh i i definitely for like i said about the first 30 minutes was busting up right what about you well i loved it and uh, but I don't know why I, I also got that same feeling like it was dragging and I don't know why. And because uh, it's actually a short film, I think it's only like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, and I, this will sound utterly silly because of what Beavis and Butthead are. But for some reason, I felt it was less involved and textured than the first Beavis and Butthead, which was Beavis and Butthead Do America. Uh -huh. Like it felt, it felt like a little bit too thin, and I, I mean that's it's really so. When you say thin, what do you mean though by by thin? I, mean, I don't like... know. Like there wasn't it. I there wasn't enough to really be involved in, um, uh, like really be sort of hooked, so that the yeah. jokes were funnier. But and but I don't know why I was watching it, and I I I, I did love it, and 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 then but yeah, for some reason I felt like it it started to drag and and then i the only thing i can think of is that there it was so thin that there was not enough to completely keep me involved somehow i don't know why yeah. uh, and also i may uh have you know i was a much younger man when i saw beavis and butthead do america and I was in a very different place in in every way and and maybe i've got like bloated grandiose like unrealistic memories of how funny the first the first one was and now i'm older and mellowed out and sober <laughs> <laughs> i think nice. yeah i think being sober uh you know definitely uh contributes to the uh less comedic version 
I do think so, because, like, I mean, it was, like, mandatory on the first one to, like, sit down and get stoned and drunk while you were watching it. And yeah. now, of course, I don't do that. And so it's, you know, nothing's as funny when you're not drunk. <laughs> it's one of the sad realities of sobriety. <laughs> you know? So what we're saying is, so what we're saying is, is if, if, if you want it to be funny, then you're going to have to be drunk. To be honest, I think it would have been funnier if I was stoned or drunk. <laughs> um, and the sad reality is that, that I could say that about all of life. This would be a lot more amusing if I was stoned or drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah, nothing's fun when you're sober. But then, yeah. well, I don't know. I, I think it's just a different kind of fun. I'm having a pretty good life being sober. So it's, it's, yeah, I, I, I'm not. Cause I mean, look at, look at, <laughs> look at all the stuff you've done with your son, you know? That well, yeah, that's my son is, is my life. And, and yeah. I, I could not be as I was before with the son and I wouldn't do anything to um, risk losing him, like getting all fucked up. Um, yeah. And my son kicks ass over being stoned and drunk. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it is different. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a very different world when you're sober all the time. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, but I, I do think that like, I, I went all the way through that process and, and I am done with it. Um, yeah. now that I'm old, I see all of the, uh, drawbacks to it. Yeah, and maybe that's part of what like this movie was too. It was kind of like, yeah, it was fun for a minute, but the reality is that stuff's not that fun for that long. No, it isn't. That's the problem. You learn with age that it's actually a really limited experience with like tremendous payback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you, well, you like you got to go through that to like finally arrive at the conclusion that this is dumb. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there, you know there, there there was a part there that I don't know they threw it in where they go to their Beavis and Butthead go to college in there, and oh, that's right, yeah, and they walk into that class, and and I don't know if they were doing it just to like make the show relevant, but it was, I mean I'm not disputing what they said in there but they were talking about white privilege. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it, you know, some of the examples and stuff like that. I mean, it was all, I don't disagree with, with, with any of it, but I felt like they were like trying to sell the movie and they're like, Hey, you know what we should do? We should just throw this in so that we can say we're relevant to the times. Well, it was, you know, it just didn't fit with the, with the thing. You really? Know? You felt that? I, I thought that was very funny though. Like, yeah. Were like, we've no, got no, white privilege. So they're like, back off. We've got white privilege. And I, I thought that was very funny. Yeah. But that could have been its own thing. That's what I'm saying is it didn't really fit with the storyline. It was like, they just threw it. it. It was just like, it didn't make any sense to the story. Because well, the story is, they they come back through a wormhole, disrupt all the universes, 
all the you know parallel universes and so they have to get back to the wormhole to fix everything and and then so they're supposed to be on their journey for that but for them their only journey is to get laid right and and so somehow in the middle of that that whole white privilege thing and and that's where i was saying was i'm not disputing the whole white privilege or that whole thing i'm saying that should have been a different show yeah is is like beavis and butthead go to college and then they could make made a whole 45 minute show out of that and made this one because it just didn't like make sense well, the, the truth the is that Beavis and Butthead was also was always satire and on our society and social commentary, but it was just sort of wrapped up in in dumbness. Right. But I remember like like Beavis and Butthead started on MTV and then like the show would be them just sitting and watching music videos and then making fun of them. But in all their stupidity but if you paid attention to like what they were making fun of and what their comments were even though it's wrapped in dumbness they were entirely accurate like right. in my opinion oh right? yeah no i'm not i agree with you 100 i'm not disputing the whole white privilege and stuff and i think that whole skit i just think that that would have i think it's like that skit got lost in the show and the show got well, lost in that skit it's like they were two totally different things and they should have been two different shows. Yeah. Well, I think that they were more doing the social commentary a little bit more in previous incarnations. And this one was so thin um, on plot that uh, that that sort of did stand out because it was kind of the only right. of yeah overt social commentary. Yeah, and, I, I remember reading like great reviews of the original Beavis and Butthead where they were like, pay attention to these guys. Like they seem stupid and rude, but really they're entirely accurate in their criticisms of society. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just as a movie, that's that's why I felt like it didn't, you know, it kind of dragged because it was just I felt like they that was a, an important social commentary yeah. that they buried in the show to say they did it but it, they didn't do a good job of it they could have done they should have done beavis and butthead go to college and they could have made an hour movie or hour and 20 minute movie about them going to college and kept the whole space thing totally separate and they could have made two movies out of it and yeah. i think that well, i would have liked to have seen more of that like just, right yeah you know, um destroying woke culture yeah <laughs> you know, exactly yeah I, uh, but it did you're right it did stand out because the rest of it was so light i mean it it, it wasn't it was so kind of like uninvolved with any of the actual issues of our time like yeah. the abomination called woke culture <laughs> <laughs> but it was good to see beavis and butthead in general and reminisce it was funny to see the reaction of amber and just you know how the times have changed and how she thought they were stupid and you know and then i just reminisced about us and i and you know like you said to a point in high school it's like well that's exactly how most of the people we knew in high school were yeah totally um yep. but it's weird like uh the whole rock and roll lifestyle that you and i lived i do not think it's embraced by the 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 following generations I, no. I i don't think they have the same 
traditions. Um, I, I don't think the, I, I, I just, I think rock's dead, but, it, and it's, it's dead musically, but also culturally, like, um, there's just so much of the way that, that you and I behaved and what we did that used to be completely accepted because people were either doing it themselves or they just approved of it. And I don't think that's there anymore. There, there might not be a world for Beavis and Butthead to live in anymore. No. Um, not well. I, you know, I, I said we were Beavis and Butthead, but I mean, we weren't, we were smarter than that. Um, but there Barely. was- but we, yeah, <laughs> but we had an appreciation for that stupid rocker lifestyle. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. we thought it was funny. We did embrace it, but I, I don't think that the new generations really embrace it. Yeah. Well, how many, how many flushes are you giving it? Um, I, I'm really, I did love it. And, and so I'm very tempted to just give it no flushes. And I can't pinpoint why, but I'm going to give it one flush only because for some reason it started to drag for me. And I, I'm not sure why. Yeah. Um, so I'm giving it one flush for like the uh, the mysterious drag to it. Uh, but otherwise, I will say I totally loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I was I'm at two flushes because, like I said, the, the laughter I got out of the first 30 minutes was was more than I've seen in a lot of movies yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> um but yeah it's unfortunate i just think they could have i think it would have been 10 times better if they would have just made two shows you know and they and they had one beavis and butthead goes to college and then beavis and butthead saved the universe i think that would have made that that whole issue and 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 so like you said social impact society and all that they could have done they could have done so much with that and they just they they just wasted it the opportunity but overall i thought it was funny and it took me back to back in the day so something new we got on our website now oh it's speaking of nachos we now have a taco fund <laughs> excellent so we we have an actual taco fund so if you go on to the uh two men with a mic.com and you go to the about section and you scroll down to the bottom where all the other links are. That's where you can leave us a message and you know, that sort of thing. There is now a taco fund. So you can donate like a dollar to our taco fund or, you know, whatever you want to, you know, buy us at Del Taco. Cool, man. So if we ever get any money in our taco fund, then we're going to have a taco party. Dude, we're totally the, Yeah, we'll have to record our taco party. Yeah, yeah, we'll That'll record our taco party. Of course, I am a vegetarian, so I will have to get a green burrito. Yes, well, it could be a taco and green burrito party. Okay. <laughs> and quesadilla. Just Mexican food under the umbrella of Mexican food party or del taco yeah. party. <laughs> All the radio stations locally are doing all these Del Taco giveaways, dude. I think, I think are they once again imitating us? Yeah, they stole our idea. Yeah, we triggered it. So there's all there's all these like call in on song number ten, and you, you'll get a fifty dollar. <laughs> Man, can you imagine fifty bucks at Del Taco? That would like feed a family of thirty. 
I know for several days, <laughs> <laughs> especially with our senior citizens discount. Yeah, yeah, send that in there. We'll get you a senior citizens discount. So yeah, everybody can go on to our uh, two men with a mic.com and then go to the about section. And down at the bottom, we've got a uh, taco fund where you can donate to the taco fund uh, along with everything else about us if you want to check that out and you know spread the word because you know i don't keep this beautiful shape if i don't eat <laughs> <laughs> me too sir yeah <laughs> we have to eat thank you del taco my brother here's a total off the subject thing but on the subject so i was talking to uh, chuck the other day and and he was all like you know you guys made me go to uh, Taco Bell. He goes, I, I hadn't eaten at one of those places in a long time. And then we were out somewhere and and I was all like, you know what? I want some Taco Bell. Because <laughs> he listened to our podcast. <laughs> so, But why Taco Bell, dude? We made a point of like Del Taco being... Because there wasn't any Del Tacos. Because uh, Del Taco is infinitely superior to Taco Bell, man. Yeah, but there wasn't any uh del tacos uh around oh, i see they did have a um grilled cheese burrito at taco bell that i got <laughs> a few times and that, that was pretty tasty yeah that I, I i don't see that i i don't i don't isn't that just a quesadilla i don't even remember i mean what it was. that doesn't even make sense to me i think I mean, it's just you know, that's a quesadilla yeah well, the main ingredient for me is cheese. And um, so I don't know what it was, but there was a lot of cheese and it was a burrito. All the other burritos <laughs> like we talked about, it's, it's, they're weird at Taco Bell. Like they're not quite burritos or maybe they don't have cheese. Or I think it's like beans and rice. I don't instead know. Of like I, don't, and cheese. I don't like, I don't like uh, like rice in my burrito. I don't like that. I'll I'll make, like, well, I, I remember one time I sat down with a friend at a Mexican restaurant and he got a combo plate. And so that's always like some beans and then some Mexican rice and then like whatever the main uh, entree is that what it's called. The burrito? Yeah, like a, like a <laughs> or, or um, you know, enchiladas yeah, or, uh -huh. or whatever it is. And I think he got enchiladas and he just took like his his fork and knife and mixed all of it up. And so it was like a big um, stew on his plate. And, and so it was a mix of like what was left of the enchiladas, the rice and the beans. And I thought, that's brilliant. <laughs> that, that is the most brilliant dining thing I've ever seen happen. Like, yeah, I, I, actually I do that now. I got, I, I was with my family fairly recently at Tio's Tacos and, um, I had enchiladas and beans and rice on the combo plate, and I just stirred it all up into this big mass of Mexican food, and and that way you get every bit of it, dude. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but you don't, don't like the rice? No, I, I mean, I, I like the beans, I like the rice, and I like the entree part. I just don't like in my burrito, I don't like the rice and beans because it takes over, mm -hmm. right? It totally eliminates like you know i'm a pure vet uh carnivore right carnivore, i'm not a vegetarian yeah. right yeah 
So, so if I've got like a carne asada burrito, I don't want to drown out my carne asada with some beans and rice. By the right? way, carne asada I, I, is I, another thing I used to love. Yeah, no, I hear what you're you saying. Know, you know what I mean? So, so I don't like it all mixed in there because then it's like, well, wait, I think I got a piece of meat, but I can't tell because my mouth <laughs> is full of beans and rice. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I actually, when you said carne asada, I was like, yeah, that's not, that's not that good. But, um, as long as there's a bunch of cheese and salsa in there, I can, I can do the rice, but uh, honestly, the rice isn't my favorite thing either. Yeah. No, like, I, 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 I like Spanish rice. rice. Uh -huh. I like the rice. And then I like to get some, you know, good salsa and mix it into the rice to make it a little spicy. Yeah. You know, and I, I like the rice and then I do the same with the beans. I like the refried beans and stuff, you know, just a little, little spicy and, and eat that and dip my chips in it, you know, or I love the bean and cheese burritos, too. I love the green burritos. I always get extra cheese at Del Taco mm -hmm. on my I'll get a green burrito with extra cheese. Sometimes I'll add sour cream and guacamole. Yeah. But then it starts costing money. So, <laughs> Dude, you know, you're making me hungry. got it got a budget now actually when i ate meat i remember we would go get at roberto's the um the chain of mexican taco shops in san diego we'd go in and uh, get the carne asada platter with flour tortillas instead of corn tortillas because for whatever reason it came with corn tortillas but so that would be like hey a bunch of carne asada meat um beans and rice and we would dump everything on the plate inside the flour tortilla with a bunch of salsa and eat it that way. So I guess I did have carne asada with rice that was good. But yeah, but you probably couldn't even taste it. No, you could. Um, they they make great carne asada there, dude. Of course, my yeah. greatest carne asada experience was when I was totally down and out in LA, and you came to visit me to cheer <laughs> me up, and uh, and like I was just like paralyzed with depression and unable to do anything. And then you took me to the grocery store and um, we got a bunch of carne asada and, and like, then you took it home and you're like, see, here's how you make carne asada. And I think on the, on the, like the barbecue, barbecue. on, on yeah. the deck outside of my apartment at the time, uh -huh. you like whipped up massive pounds of like delicious <laughs> carne asada. That was so great, dude. You totally saved my life that day with carne asada. And we probably had some beer too. Well, yeah, and and <laughs> friendship and love and support. Yeah. You know, you pulled me out of my doldrums then, but it's honestly one of my fondest memories. That was probably twenty five years ago or more, and um, but that's one of the ones like that I oh, carried cool. with me. It is. You made a I'm big glad. difference. Yeah, that was uh, that was great. That's, did, it, that's... Did, did Chuck like his Taco Bell? Yeah, he said it was good. <laughs> I mean, even though he didn't go to Del Taco, I mean, at least he, you know, it was we good. supported the economy by eating out at, at one of those places. Gosh, but those he, places are the only places we can support the economy by eating out. <laughs> I know. Huh? You buy, you know, you buy uh, gas and the only thing left is money to go to Taco Bell or Del Taco. Dude, any sit-down restaurant place, all the prices are through the roof, and they all blame what's happening in America, like the supply chain breakdown and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, 
it's crazy. I, I had a date and, and, and I, oh, how did that go? I was supposed to ask you and Jen's mad at me because I didn't ask you. So how did that date go? Um, they might be listening to the podcast. <laughs> well, then you say it went great. Yeah, they, it was, it was wonderful. No, I, I well, I, to complete a th thought, like I, I went in, this was an, I've had three dates since the divorce. Well, actually four. And um, so one was this Chinese girl and I actually would be happy if I were still seeing her, but she dumped me. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, but I took her to a Chinese restaurant, which is like, oh, you know, it, it it's um, Dragon House. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's, that has not traditionally been an expensive place. And for like these small bowls of like just vegetables with some sauce, I ended up paying like 50 bucks. They're like, oh, Michael, the water is very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and, and the waiter came over, the server, and he was like, oh, it's totally because of America being destroyed. He's like, this is the supply chain breakdown. And, and he said that we're even going to have to kick them up even higher soon. And um, so, but Del Taco is still good. For price yeah. this. <laughs> Man, we were going by there the other day and or it was after a softball game, our last softball game, and and you know, we were gonna go get something to eat, and I was all in my mind, I was all like, I'm going to Del Taco. Yes. And then I thought it was like right there, but it turned out to not be. So I just went home all bummed. I was I was like, There's no Del Taco around here, so I'm going home. <laughs> Take me home. I didn't even eat. I just went home and had a cup of coffee. Ah, I was so depressed. The post Del Taco depression. Yes. Oh man, I'm sorry. Terrible, but that's a, that's a hard one. No yeah. Well, food. you know the the best tacos though actually are the food trucks at the construction sites. Yeah, it's always those places. Yeah. Yeah. The food trucks or like a dirty taco stand. It has to be dirty though. Yeah. And and, and then it's delicious. It's all <laughs> that's why I like Roberto's. Like I'd be ordering my food and there'd be like cockroaches crawling across the counter. And, and it was the most delicious food you ever ate. I don't know why that's it's I I guess I don't know why that is, but it's gotta be a dirty, shabby taco stand, and, and then it's like the greatest food you ever had. Yeah. All right, so on the date, since I mentioned it, in case these chicks are listening. <laughs> what i am sensing is that it's challenging um for women to get involved with me because i'm i i have a son and 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 i want to spend all my time with yeah. my son my 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 hope is that you know a woman would love my son and and so then we could all spend time together and and so it wouldn't be like oh well i've got my son that day so i can't go on a date with you it would be like oh well i've got my son that day but let's all go someplace together you know right right yeah um, that's a, i went through that i had i was in that situation i had two kids and and i had some you know relationships break up because of that um the other thing is in going against the advice that you've given me to, in order to see my son more, and I want to see him as much as possible, um, 
my ex-wife is is letting me see him a lot more than what's stipulated in the court orders but that's because it's her there and and so like i i i go over to her place to have dinner with with my son and you know those hours are like extra hours that aren't in the court orders and so i don't want to give them up but i had the chinese girl that i was dating i i, I had her tell me that bothers me because you're you're going over to have yeah dinner. that that would bother anybody i mean you know what I don't, i'm gonna make that a uh poll question yeah that's episode. a good poll question yeah i'm gonna make it a poll question I mean, I guess it's really, well, but no, come on. You know, even if it was guys, right? If the role was reversed, right? Like if a guy was going to date a girl who had kids and then she had her ex come over almost every night for dinner with the kids and, you know, would that bother you, right? That's the general question. I'll put a poll question out on this podcast for that. Yeah, that that would that's it. That would be a good poll question. I keep thinking like, what's the problem? Because that's I because I know the inside dynamics of my relationship with my ex-wife, and believe me, there's <laughs> nothing sexual going on. And I, I, I can I can say that about most of the marriage. There's nothing <laughs> sexual going on. And Obviously, she's not listening to the podcast either. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Hi. <laughs> probably she's not but and, and yeah. i'm just telling the truth i'm not trying to like uh, make her feel bad or whatever but the reality is that she was frigid and and uh so there's there's no sex going on now and there wasn't really any going on in the final years of the marriage too and that was actually one of the reasons we got a divorce is that became an issue to me that um just nothing <laughs> you know yeah you know, but because i know there is nothing sexual going on with my ex-wife and but it would still it. you know it still bothers it would bother people I, I i wouldn't be going i wouldn't go for that i mean not your son right i mean that's okay i wouldn't have any issue with your son but the whole ex thing um would be definitely a no-go for me so um, you know, because I know there's no sex with my ex-wife and I, that I, I'm, I'm looking at these women like, what's the problem? I'm only going to see my son. You know, you, you have nothing to worry about. But when you state it in a general way, and I think about myself in, in those circumstances, um, I guess I'd have to have some trust built with the person before. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, that, that could bother me. Um, cause they're chicks, dude. <laughs> a chick with an ex well now i'm i don't mean that and and i i know for a fact with my ex-wife nothing will ever happen with us you know we're just being mommy and daddy for our son so that for this for his sake so that he can have as much time with mommy and daddy as possible because clearly um the divorce bothers him you know yeah but yeah, yeah like, we should we should pull that. For me, just because I know the specifics of this situation, these women that I'm I've, I've been dating, it's like you have nothing to worry about at all. <laughs> you really don't have anything to worry about at all. Um, yeah. But I, I, you're right. I mean that that is sort of hard to. Um, yeah. And if actually, if anybody wants to voice their opinion, we'll we'll make a poll. But the poll is only available on Spotify. 
So if you don't go on Spotify, you won't see the poll. But anybody can go to our um, our webpage, you know, the number two men with a mic, and then go to the about section and then click on leave a message. And that will take you to the uh, link to leave us a voice message. So if you got a comment about whether this would bother you or not, you know, we'd love to get that feedback and we can put it on the next episode. Yeah, I would, I would like to hear that. So remember the specifics. I'm divorced. There's no sex. And I'm just going to my ex-wife's house so that I can spend more time with my son for a dinner that typically lasts like two hours every night. So what he's saying is if you're dating him, he's going to leave you almost every night and go to his ex-wife's house to have dinner and then he'll come back. My hope was, okay, so, <laughs> all right. I, that does make it sound kind of bad. Huh? Um, well, I, I just, I, I had an uncle and um, he had kids in a marriage with a woman and then uh, she dumped him. And then she went through multiple marriages and multiple long-term boyfriends. She was just like, my mom used to call her a little hot potato. <laughs> she was a man eater. And, uh, and, uh, but so growing up though, I always saw my uncle, we'd all be at family gatherings together and they, they did the same thing. Like that, that was his kid's mom. And so she would come to the family events and she'd always be with a new guy. And then he would be there too. And I always thought like, well, that's what I'm thinking now is like, can it not be like that? Like, yes, my ex-wife is at this family gathering. Well, so. So now, so what you're saying is now you want to, whoever you're dating can now come with you to go to your ex-wife's house every night and have dinner with your ex-wife and your son. Yeah. That sounds like total disaster to me. <laughs> <laughs> now that I say it, it does sound like a total disaster. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, my ex-wife would not want that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure your ex-wife would not want that, but I would love to like be the fly on the wall or just like put a camera up and, and record it all. But that would be a good reality TV show though. My yeah. dinner with my ex-wife and my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Episode one. <laughs> Total disaster. <laughs> you know, I, I also live kind of a hippie lifestyle and um, like, you know, it's very rock and roll in a way, except that I'm not wasted anymore. Um, no. But I don't have the same like aesthetic sensibilities as like my house is a mess. And I, I, I just keep thinking it's a kid's house, but, and then there are other issues with it, but I just keep thinking like, isn't there a cool hippie chick out there who can settle into this mess? <laughs> like I, I, I had a friend who's like total rock and roll hippie guy and his apartment was like just beyond a disaster, but I always felt comfortable there. And 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 I I I used to call it like it's a cozy disaster though. Like like <laughs> if you if you come into my house, all the vital things are clean. Like the bed is clean, the sheets are clean, you know, the bathroom's clean, the kitchen's clean. Um, but there's just a lot of like clutter and um, and shreddings. And shreddings from my son who likes to tear everything up. I keep giving him the New Yorker magazine to tear up. <laughs> um, and, but I, yeah, I keep thinking there, there's some punk rock hippie chick 
who could just slip right into this and be like, oh, yeah, you know, my boyfriend's place is a cozy mess. <laughs> uh, but I also and, and every oh, night I have to sit here and wait for him to go to his ex-wife's house and have dinner. Yeah, see, it's 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 a match made in heaven, right? Yeah. Actually, you came into this house fairly recently and, and said, never bring a woman to this home. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, this mess is a reflection of the state of your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. You know, it, it uh, you know, I mean, you're right, though. I mean, it's not like you got like filth. You no, just, it's not filth. It's yeah. just a letter. Yeah, it's just, you know, you just have to make a choice to let some things go, and you're struggling letting things go right now. There are, there are two things going on. One, I inherited this house. Both my parents are deceased, God rest their souls. And I co-own this house with my brother and my sister. And so my sister in particular does not want me throwing anything out unless she's here to okay it. And then usually when she is here, she doesn't want to throw anything out. <laughs> and, and, and to be honest, I've had uh, great difficulty getting them here so that we can all go at it together. Um, in in their defense, it's because they both they say they both work so much and then they're tired and so they don't want to do it. Um, but it's been going on way too long. And so I'm sitting in like the remains of my parents plus my my small child coming in and destroying everything by the way he ran through the house <laughs> covered in mud giggling <laughs> <laughs> and he hit every spot dude <laughs> he, he was playing in his little baby pool outside and just got i mean he just was dude he was just head to toe covered in mud that is and so then cool. he ran through the sliding glass door and ran through the house going hee 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 like just sprayed the place down he was leaving his mark see but i would hope for a girlfriend who would be like oh i, I want to be there to see that you know like that's great because like i i it, it, of course it, it i have it's a lot of work um but i was totally amused by that i thought that was hilarious yeah that is cool that's that's like child that's you know childlike joy you know yeah that, it's pure joy i mean yeah. he didn't run into the house thinking i'm gonna get mud everywhere to make dad mad he just ran because he was running on joy you know yeah he just needed to run it was funny i was chasing him and then i was like no wait, don't go on the bed no okay no stop wait don't don't lay on the carpet there and I was trying to catch him so I could get him into the tub and rinse him off. And and he was just too fast. He was like everywhere before I knew <laughs> it. But I, you know, I again I thought that was great. I want to yeah. get covered in mud and run everywhere. Like, I mean, he was doing that at a temple, actually. And um uh and there were many people there wanting to meditate, but they they there was like a network of little streams and waterfalls there. It was like a meditation place. And then he jumped in the stream and he was splashing all around and and then he was running around covered in mud. And um for me, I thought, you know what? This is not like sacrilege. This is like God loves this. You know, this yeah. this is why God made life so that it can you know, completely enjoy itself being silly and laughing and, and feeling joy. And I was like, there were several people who were very upset. And I was like, you don't understand God then. 
be thee as little children, you know? I, I, I bet like God being all of us, like the happiest times for God is when we're little kids doing stuff like that. Yeah. But, but one woman was there and she just, and she was trying to meditate too. And she just looked at me with a smile and she goes, I want to do that too. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it's supposed to be. Right. Childlike. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's referenced a lot in the, in the Christian Bibles and, and stuff like that. And, you know, children are God's most precious thing. You know, um, that's what he holds dearest are the children. Yeah. You know, because they're innocents. They're innocent, dude. It's, 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 um, it's just like we've, we've said, it's just pure joy coming out of them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and they do wild, crazy things. They don't, there are no rules yet. They're not, um, limiting themselves in any way. So I'm sure God, actually all my favorite spiritual teachers say the same thing. Um, that, that God loves children and God loves them getting muddy and running through the house. <laughs> you would have cracked up, dude. He, he, he looked like, I don't know how to describe him, but it was like every inch of him was covered in mud. His, yeah. food, his arms, yeah, his hands, to, like everything. I used to do that with the kids, but <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's, it's like you let them, I, my problem was, I let my kids do that, but I let them do it at like the pizza parlor. <laughs> so, you know, like if they had one of those, you know, those basketball hoop games, you know, where you shoot the basketball into the hoop and they, yeah. and all that. So I would let, you know, they would, they would just climb up on the machine, climb over the barrier and throw all the basketballs out and then keep shooting them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know, the owner of the pizza place is looking at you like, Come on, dude. I'm like, what? They're kids, man. Let them enjoy themselves. <laughs> I, you know, I, I actually asked you about that because I live in a pretty unfriendly place. And... Well, it was right there by your house. It was at the, well, it used to be New York Pizzeria. Yeah. But. Um, well, but it's the, it's changed here so yeah. much. Um, but I was asking you about that because people, yeah, what I've encountered is, um, even with a little kid around, people are willing to be totally evil, and uh, and they don't have any patience for kids. It's it's really bizarre. So I remember asking you about that, like, but I, I've now defaulted to just letting him go wild the same way in restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was spending, trust me, I was spending enough money on beer at that pizza place that he could have bought himself a new video game. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I remember meeting you there all the time. Yeah. That was yeah, a great was, place, and that was the best pizza I ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I basically lived there in between uh, sleeping. So, yeah. That's I remember where all my meals all came the from. owners and everybody worked in there, and you were there constantly. Pictures of beer and pizza after softball games. And it yeah. was great, dude. The whole team would go there. Yeah. Yeah. There, there honest, and... I'm not kidding. I mean, I've had a lot of pizzas. That That was the best pizza. That I ever had. I don't know what the recipe was, but nobody else has ever been yeah. able to before. And the place wasn't that clean, so that's probably why it was. That's exactly why. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. It's got to be like a dirty, rundown place, and then the food will be the most delicious food you've ever had. Yeah, if you can just close your eyes and not look in the corners. 
my son did go wild and he was destroying this god though in a vietnamese restaurant that i like around here <laughs> and I, I did pull him back off the god because like they had a big statue of i don't know what deity some vietnamese ascended master or something and blessings to that deity um but yeah, he started tearing the statue up. And then I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> He's also doing that thing where he goes under the tables in restaurants now. Oh. And he also, he likes to interact with other people. So like if we're at a booth, he'll turn around and start oh, like yeah. pulling people's hair in the other booth or or just outright go over to them. <laughs> like what you guys got over here I'm yeah coming what's on going on with you guys <laughs> <laughs> how's it hanging dude <laughs> have you been to del taco lately so i let him loose because i'm like all right you people in this area need to relax so <laughs> here's your inner child unleashed on you <laughs> coming for you little kid little kid what you gonna do when he comes for you exactly <laughs> He's a little dynamo, dude. Well, I guess all little kids are. He's definitely a destroyer. I, I had a, a mutual friend of ours, um, Josie, come and visit me and in this house of clutter. And and I was like, you know, Mitch told me never to let a woman into this house. <laughs> and, uh, and she was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I, I had children. She's like, this is a kid's house. This is This is what you expect, you know? So... That's what I need to find is like a cool rock and roll, punk rock, hippie, hippie chick who can descend into a cozy mess and um, love my son and enjoy his antics and and then also get along with my ex-wife. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> so with our new product line, we have a special giveaway for the month of July. Anybody that donates to the taco fund. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so, so anybody out there, if you go to the uh, com webpage, and then uh, you go to the about section and scroll down to the bottom, you're going to see a link to our taco fund. And... <laughs> All important taco fund. Yeah, it's the most important fund you can ever donate to. Absolutely. I know there's a lot of charities out there, but really, <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> donate to charities, but with the extra money, donate to the taco fund. Yes, because, you know, a taco fund is crucial. So here's what we're going to do. If anybody in the month of July donates at least $15, now that could be like, you know, um, one-time donation or, you know, um, a weekly donation of, you know, five bucks or, or whatever, right? But once you reach uh, $15, then uh, we'll send you a Two Men With A Mic coffee mug. That's perfect. You know what you can use that for is coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you got really thirsty, you, could, you know? Yeah. And you could put water in it if you got real thirsty. And your donations will keep the show alive. Yeah. Despite At least our belly's full of tacos. States, we can still <laughs> bring you this mindless banter. <laughs> I mean, 
important messages for society. Yes. One podcast at a time. One podcast at a time. Since this episode has a big focus on food, we figured the song ought to be about food. So we were going to go with the Beatles, Strawberry Fields Forever. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the song's about food, but... That's because you love strawberries, dude. Yeah, I love strawberries. You do. You always love strawberries. Yeah. They're a good food. Just like nachos and Del Taco. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that was another thing I loved from Beavis and Butthead was the nachos thing. <laughs> that was I, that was a great bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> that they totally <laughs> live on nachos. <laughs> See? Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Uh, no, Strawberry Fields Forever. That's it's a great song. I love that song. Yep. And uh, thanks to fact, the Beatles. I remember when I was I first was exposed to the Beatles when I was 14 years old. And then of course they stuck and and heavily influenced both yeah. of us and everyone in our generation. I think they're still around. I, I do see people walking around with Beatles t-shirts and they're young. Yeah, I I saw a kid walking down my street the other day. We're, Amber and I were walking the dog and a, a kid, I mean, he was maybe 12 and he was, it only walks by. I'm like, okay, hey, cool shirt. And Amber's like, what? And I said, that kid was wearing a Beatles shirt. She's like, really? Yep. Yeah. I've been surprised, you know, taking my son to public parks and meeting the masses. Like I, I, I was a little surprised, but sort of happy that, um, yeah, to see young kids wearing Beatles shirts. Yeah, and parents it, wearing. Well, I kind of expected it of the parents, um, but uh, so I think they're still around. And but I remember there was like a, a a division in the music. Like the first albums are pretty poppy and kind of simple, and then of course they became very experimental. And I always preferred um, the more experimental stuff. Like the early albums, I I, I rarely listen to songs from them. But stuff like Strawberry Fields Forever or, you know, pretty much the whole album, uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, um, where they're they're being experimental. I always preferred that material over like um, I Want to Hold Your Hand and, and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I like the Revolver album. Uh, yeah, Revolver was when they made the shift. Like the, um, everything up to Revolver is pretty straightforward. And then on Revolver, they start like turning experimental. And I particularly love, oh man, I can't remember the title of it. Uh, that one, turn off your mind, relax. Yeah, relax. What, what's that song called? I, I don't know. I can't think of it. I know the song, but I, I, I'm, I'm terrible at titles. I just, you know, if I hear the song, I know I know it, but I can't, yeah. like, I can't tell you the artist half the time. I can't tell you the song, but. It's something tomorrow, I think. I forgot. Um, but that, yeah, I think it's the last song on the album. And that was absolutely like the beginning of them being experimental. Um, yeah. And it's interesting. It sort of crossed over even when they kind of like backed off being so experimental on the White Album and all that. But it it was sort of still alive in that album, um, which was more rock and rolly. But there was still like a a certain like strangeness to it that was cool and avant-garde. 
Um, so anyway, Strawberry Fields, though, like, I hate to say it again, but that was such a good song to get stoned to. <laughs> <laughs> Would you agree? Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, actually the first time I heard a really heard a Beatles song, I mean, I'm sure I had heard it on the radio, but I remember distinctly, I was sixth grade in Wrightwood at Wrightwood Elementary. They had a record player in the classroom and then there were albums that you could, so you could like go in the corner, you know, and, and like play them. And uh, back in the USSR, man, when I found that song, you know, on the, on the record. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. And, uh, that's when I, I like, and then my sister Linda tried to give me a Rolling Stones album and I was yeah. all like, no. Yeah. I never, <laughs> the, the Stones never got me. I no. don't know why they've got a couple of, uh, hits that are like pretty much staples on the radio now. But like entire albums, they they always eluded me. And it, it always seemed like an act of rebellion um, that people pretended to like the Rolling Stones. Like it was like, oh, well, everybody loves the Beatles. So I'm going to be an individual by saying the Stones are better. But they yeah. just never were. Um, no. I roll a Stony where I can imitate everyone I know. <laughs> to quote John Lennon in one of his songs, I forget what song that was. It was I think it's on Let It Be, but uh, I thought the Rolling Stones um, did a lot of ripping shit off, um, and particularly ripping Beatles shit off, and mostly boringly so. And then there are a couple gems from them that you you hear on the radio every freaking day. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I yeah, like the Beatles, when, when I was 14 years old and we went over to our mutual friend's house and he was like, it was pretty cool. His mom yeah. gave him like all the Beatles albums. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was he was like, he had all the albums. He had it all. He was, yeah, he was, that was awesome and awesome of her to do. And um, that was the first time I heard him and pretty much instantly I was like, oh my God. Um, the song for me that was like the most mind blowing was uh, "A Day in the Life." Yeah, that one I feel like if if you asked me, um, I would say that's my favorite rock song ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and it was trippy when you were stunned, man. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry Fields was super trippy, trippy when you're stunned. Yeah, Amber and and Ashley went to Strawberry Fields in New York. Oh, did they? Yeah, you know the in the uh, oh, what's that? What's that? Uh, Central Park. Park. Central Park. Ah, what's there? I don't know. I think it just says strawberry. <laughs> well, okay, so do do Amber and Ashley, your daughters, do they like the Beatles? Uh, Chad does. Um, Amber like a couple of songs, but Julia and Ashley aren't really too into them. They consumed you and I, the Beatles. Yeah. I mean, really consumed us. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was. You even made a movie about them. Yeah. That was like one of the movie projects that we did when we were when we were doing that stuff. Yeah. But anyway, Strawberry Fields is a great choice. That's a, it's yep. a great song. So check it out. It's the song of the episode. And, you know, maybe the, you'll love the Beatles as much as we do. Well, I don't love them anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've been involved in too many scary things, like social engineering. And okay, other. so then maybe people will love them like we used to love them. Or maybe yeah. they'll just enjoy the song. Yeah, I mean, the songs themselves, I, I still love. But I, I am hugely disappointed to find out that they were tools of the deep state. Yeah. What do you want from people that spell Beatles that way? Oh, I think John Lennon tried to make up for it. And uh, I think that's what got him killed, actually. Um, and uh, But he ran around uh, doing things to try and sort of like fix what he'd been involved in. So, hey, remember that book that was that he had, John Lennon in his own right? Oh, uh, was that was the book of his poetry and stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, there was some great stuff in there. Or no, yeah. I think it was called... Um, I had a book of his poetry and artwork called um, Skywriting by Word of Mouth. No, it wasn't that. It was it was like, um, it, it was, I'm pretty sure it was called John Lennon in his own right, but it was W-R, you know, like writing instead uh, of R-I-G-H-T. Oh, I think, yeah, that's right. I think that friend of ours who introduced us to all the Beatles albums that his mom had given him, I think he had that book, didn't he? Yeah. But there was one about a bump on a dude's head or something. I was going to say, that was a very fun. It was Eric Erbel had a growth on his head. <laughs> and then it like the, and there was like a little drawing of like this dude's head with like another little head growing out of his face that would talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it was. It was Eric Erbel. Yeah. Had a growth on his head. That yeah. talked about <laughs> <That's> very funny <laughs> oh my lord just to clarify on our taco fun mike so there's no confusion okay <laughs> you confused uh, i was confused yes <laughs> <laughs> so as long as you sign up in the month of july you'll qualify for the coffee free coffee mug once your um sponsorship or your taco fund donation gets to $15. But I just want to be clear that like the donation is to keep the show alive. Well, to keep our bellies full too. Yeah. With Taco Bell or um, Taco Bell with Del Taco. <laughs> but, but yeah. So if you, if you start your, um, if you start donating to the taco fund in the month of July, then you'll qualify for the coffee mug. And then once you've got to, you know, over 15 bucks, we'll have enough money for tacos and a coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We studied finance. Yeah. <laughs> we know all about business models. Yeah. Look oh, at no, that. We were just getting stunned and eating nachos. <laughs> <laughs> that's why there's confusion in this dinner. yeah and 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 just in case people don't understand the coffee cup is going to come without coffee in it <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> don't tell them that that's in the fine print man yeah you do have to put your own coffee in it i'm sorry yes but <laughs> you will have coffee. to fill it up <laughs> you can put other things in the in your coffee mug too yeah yeah <laughs> it's a multi-purpose yeah mug. see it's multi 
purpose, you can do anything. Yeah. You can. <laughs> Two Men with a Mic is produced at Clothes on a Hanger Studios. You can reach them at the number two menwithamic.com. <laughs>